Should we get started with this? Yeah, we probably should. Dan's yeah. getting mad at us. I don't know your about Your mom's that. late. Your check. Your checks is late. No, no, my checks. No, my checks mix. <laughs> Title for the episode. Not my checks mix. I mean, if that can get incorporated in here, that's going to be the opening bit, though. I know. That's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> my checks mix. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 191 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. For your hosts, I'm Matt, there's Danny, over there's Big G. Matt, there's nobody there. Uh-oh. Is this, is this like a... They're, they're not here. They're a poreal. Is this a, a Shutter Island moment? It might be. Are you seeing things again? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Give me my cigarettes, Tom. <laughs> Tom, give me my cigarettes. Is that the one character's name for that? I think so. Oh my god, I remembered something. Wow. You finally <laughs> know things about movies. No surprise. And that, that voice right there, we have the uh, surprisingly corporeal... Tony? Tommy? Tom... It's something. Anthony. Let's just go with Anthony. That's my real name. So you're from, yeah, but you're from the one movie <laughs> just, that eats people. Sure. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Monsters yeah. Inc. Guys, we're going to be in trouble here. Huh? As we were talking about before the podcast, when the supervisors are away, Matt and Anthony <laughs> will we'll play. Yeah, we will play. We're going to get side tangent galore. So before we get side tangent in the beginning bits, let us say from the top of the episode, we want to say thank you to you, yes you, dear listener, for taking the time out of your day to click on this episode and decide to listen to it. If you're new, welcome. Hopefully, this will not scare you away to listening to more ones. We feel that we have, we're have a valuable resource for all your MTG news. If you're a returning listener, thank you because you're a returning listener. That means a lot. Thanks, you came back. We appreciate your support and your feedback, and we want you to know that we are striving to become uh, the best podcast that we can be. We couldn't do it out without you, and we're grateful for your continued support. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening to us, and we hope that you come back and continue this podcasting journey with us. Also, we give a special thanks to the Patreons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website and the podcast feed and buying packs and the cards for the monthly giveaways. So, a big, ginormous thank you. I did it again. Welcome. That's not welcome. Well, I mean, welcome, Patreons. Thank you, Patreons. (laughs) Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, and... Coco, who also we got to give a special shout out to Robs of the Aquarium guys <laughs> yeah. for for uh, pointing him this way and that stuff. Was, that was nice of Robs to do that. Yeah, Robs is uh, to those that are unaware, Robs is the founding father of this weekend MTG progenitor. Progenitor. I like those words. Passed the torch to us, and so far we've been holding it high and mighty. So if you're an aquarium person, you want to know more about fish and just have a good time listening to a podcast, go check out the Aquarium Guys podcast. 
wherever podcasts can be found. Even if you don't like aquarium stuff, like I listen to them because I, they're I funny as shit. Say, I was going to say on MagicCon weekend, like him and I were up till three in the morning talking about besides our podcast, things going on and other like personal stuff to we probably spent an hour talking about his podcast, actually, because I was like, well, that sounds really cool. He's like, no, you don't have to if it doesn't sound that great. I'm like, no, it does sound really cool. I'm adding it right now to listen to it. It's enjoyable. And I, I think it's interesting stuff. And the fact is, you could probably talk with Adam <laughs> and get him to sell you some livers and kidneys because he has the connections. Cool. When you listen to the podcast, you'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what do they get for being the Patreons for us? Hey, well, first off, before we start anything with that, I got to say, if you become a patron, you get access to a patron channel. That's right. <laughs> a special patron-only channel. And we'll get you in there. Yes. Yeah, it may On be, time. It may be delayed, Chris. Sorry. But you will be getting in there because I don't have a bot that sets that up. So Not yet. There is a special patron channel where you get the links to a super secret live stream that we do for the drawings of said packs and cards that fall into a monthly theme of our choice last month. This month was a uh, daddy theme, so it's it was bro set boosters, and the choice to the winner, who was? Was it Taylor? No, Ricky. Ricky. It was Ricky. Ricky gets to choose if he wants an Urza plus a different card or a Yogmoth plus a different card. Yeah. That'll equal about 20 bucks. That's one of the perks. At the $10 tier, you get put in the drawing for the card. At the $3 tier, you get put in for a drawing for those booster packs, so... That's the the bit there. Uh, Patreons get that. They also get the unedited episode of the podcast. So the pre-show, the after show, the uncut bits. So if that's your jam, that's there for you as well. But if you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, one great way that you can uh, support us is by sharing this episode with your friends, your family, your LGS rival. Uh, that's a great way of supporting us, just helping us get this podcast out there to other ears. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on the podcatcher of your choice. Spotify has stars currently. Uh, Apple Podcasts, they have like written reviews and stars as well. So go there. Give us what you think we're worth. You know, I'm not going to be the guy to tell you to rate us five stars. Rate us what you think. The numbers don't matter <laughs> to us, at least. To us, they don't. To the... Stuff we need for things to get more, it does. I mean, we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, I'll figure it out. It's whatever. Another way that you can support us is by checking out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where I tell you what you're going to be hearing on this episode. First off, going over to the Boggle Desk, held down by the one, the lovely guy from Rogue One. Why with you? Outlander! That's Rogue One, right? 
No. <laughs> stop mixing movie quotes and stories and stuff. You don't know movies that well. Stop. But in the morning, we're going to be making falafels. That is not even what Donkey says either. <laughs> Good Lord. Anthony's going to take the boggle desk over. <laughs> since uh... I might be throwing the boggle desk pretty soon. <laughs> since Anthony's not here, going to be talking about uh, the no, salt I'm report. here. Big G's not here. Big G's, since Big G's not here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm giggling too much. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Calm down over there, Matt. Dan would tell you, Niv Mizzen. Talk about a salt report, the Athens Classic. Then we're going to talk about upcoming events, Command Fest, Magicon Barcelona. From there, we're going to move to the news where we have some spicy, spicy uh, legalese news, an update on a bounty, uh, some a foreshadowing of Magicon Vegas, and then we'll probably Ooh. talk about some Lord of the Rings previews before we jump to the Conjured Currency section. And then from there, that'll be it. That's the episode. We'll be done. You that'll can go home. And uh, and then uh, Rick Astley over here can say, I grant you into the light. I just don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you now. <laughs> you want to get us started here? Yeah, let's go to the desk. Let's go to the Boggles desk, okay? Salt Report, that's not being told right now, is definitely... Matt is an uncultured swine when it comes to movies or purposely <laughs> likes to troll people. Either way. Both positive, right? Both both are definitely not positives <laughs> oh. in our lives. Alrighty then. But uh Salt Report is the only one we have for this weekend was uh we didn't get to play Magic on Friday. Yeah, I had something planned. I got some, we were getting some people together, but I messed up my work schedule and I had to work Saturday, so I couldn't stay up late. And that's okay. Because then we did the live show on Saturday. We did do the live show on Saturday. That a perk, a bonus, extra long secret live show for the patrons. We had a one hour episode compared to like the twenty to thirty Don't minutes. Tell max. Don't tell Danny. Don't tell Danny. Wait, we just told Danny. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's just saying if he's still here. That's true. If he cares or hates us, either way. I do uh, have a sugar report though. Like ooh. I was telling you, I made it to gold on yes. Arena for Explorer yes. with Rogues. Best of one. But I was just telling you, I'm now going to switch it over to best of three. I'm making my sideboard. Yep. And uh, I'm excited to give it a shot. <laughs> I do hate you. Yeah, he's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that sounds about right, Danny. Danny in the chat saying he does hate us. He Danny. Does hate us. Thanks, Danny. We heart you. Don't worry. We're also going to put your put your little mountain necklace back on, too, wherever that went. There you go, Danny. Don't worry. We'll put that back on your mic for you. We don't, <laughs> don't want to lose it. He'll never lose it. Never. Anyways, so, no, that's good. That's great. We were talking about the Rogue stuff. Like I said, too, I started working on mine as well. Rogues is just good. I like Rogues. It's interesting. Were you the one I was talking to about, like, you know, how people are just like, if they're playing, they think if they're playing mill, it's milling to mill out for the end game, but Rogues mills out to run out your opponent out of resources. Yeah. (laughs) They can't do shit. Exactly. And then they beat face, like, with reasonably costed, reasonably pumped creatures and stuff. Yeah, and that's so. that's where it's at. It's just a, it's an advantage game that you're playing, like, like just like a lot of Jun decks are very War of Attrition style design slash Obzon. You know, um, Rogues has a different kind of take on using your opponent's graveyard as a resource for advantage to your cards, and that might be just smacking in the face for like twelve damage in one turn. Maybe we'll have a thought cast just talking about the Rogues deck and Pioneer. We could, we yes. definitely could. So. We could. All right, well, we're going to move over to the uh, Athens Classic that happened uh, for the European stuff on the weekend here. 
right? It was this past weekend? Yeah, it was this past weekend. Just making sure. Did you watch any of the games? <laughs> no, I was busy trying to watch uh, Lord of the Rings, and also I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium finally. Oh, nice. Is that with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Shut your face. There's guns. That is chopper. Expendables. Stop. I thought that was. I thought that was. Shut. uh, The one with the rock that goes to the center of the earth. Danny, I need you to come here and slap him for me, (laughs) so we can get him back on track. I'm on track. Point is, I was doing other stuff, (laughs) and I was also watching the uh, pre-pre-release for the Loading Ready Run with Lord of the Rings. So I was enjoying that. Was Daquan Watson on there? Uh, Power yeah. Dragon. Yeah. yeah okay. He was there. He was there. Okay. Good, good, good. So. Then I was right then, uh, Yeah. So I didn't get to see this. I'll probably... Oh, no, no. I did watch one of these while I was waiting for the pre-pre-release to start. And then I stopped watching that pre-pre-release. My wife got home and we went... We ran to Pizza Corner in uh, Valley. Nice. Oh, you sit down? Yeah. I was like, pizza. I want my pizza. So that was right. But I did watch some of the, I watched one round of this, which it was enjoyable. Because it's a pioneer event that we talking had. about local food. Did you see that all the Taco Johns are closed down in the FM area now? I did. That is sad. I love my six pack and a pound. Those potato olays are going to be missed. The breakfast, the burritos bre- were amazing. Can can I can I tell you a quick story real quick? You sure so, can. I'm going to take a drink from my uh, Arby's chocolate shake. Not, not sponsored, sponsored. <laughs> but just so you're aware, these are really good. It does have the meats. It does have meat. That's amazing. Go ahead and tell your story quick. So I'm a garbage man. In the mornings, uh, we'd haul the trash for the Taco John's off of University across from the the bomb shelter. Yep. And so I'd get there in the morning. Some mornings I would be like, oh, I'm going to go in and get some of their breakfast burritos. And it's fabulous. I got I, I went in there so frequently, the ladies knew who I was. And this around the same time that I'd get there, that they would have my burrito prepared for me by the time I would walk in. Goddamn. It was amazing. Talk about service. Yeah. And then we exchanged uh, Christmas gifts. They gave me some like dark chocolates and I gave them some, uh, I gave them a card. <laughs> like, thank you for being badass. Hey, they appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. They were nice ladies. Dan keeps telling us no side tangents. No. Okay. But he's not here, so it doesn't matter. Ha! No, I'm just kidding, Dan. We're going to continue. So anyways. We'll so see we had side tangents for later. Yeah. So we had the, uh, or sorry, this is Legacy European Tour. But not the Legacy format. Yes. Not the Legacy format. This that's just the tour. Yes, this was a pioneer event. <laughs> I think this got confused another yeah. time previous on oh, the yeah. episode. <laughs> it sure did. We just want to clarify that. But anyways, so for top eight, first place was taken by Eric Torres, running Karuga Fires, which honestly this is just your same old fires deck that we had before, except now it's a sixty card version and runs Karuga, and so. it has the tracks though. Well, I mean, that's the new address, but I mean, like, it's the same concept as, like, the original uh, Fires deck we had before when it was Yorion Fires. Yeah. So it's just, we crunched it down, we changed out some cards and did some different things. Tracks, um, uh, Heliad, the Radiant Dawn, that yep. flips into casting your shit for flash speed. Yep, and cheaper. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it was a lot of, like I said, it's it's a good deck. It's not a bad deck. It's a good deck. It also mixes in the uh, Enig- Enigmatic Incarnations. I played against. Which, uh, that's a good card too. It is a great card. I played against that uh, with uh, in the Rogues in a best of one match. Oh, nice! And uh, I was able to mill out a lot of their pieces because this is a very one of deck. Yeah. So. Yeah, but now, can, uh, or no? Because yeah, Pioneer doesn't have Yorion anymore too, does it? Correct. No. 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 It yeah, it does. No, Pioneer does not have Yorion. It's banned. Did it get banned in Pioneer also? 
pretty positive. Matt, look that up while you're talking. So, anyways, this Kruger fires. Uh, pretty good deck overall. Like I said, it, it combines a lot of aspects of the enigmatic incantations along with. I lied. It is uh, a pioneer. Ha! I knew it. So why is this not? Because it's a like I told you, it's a much uh, fine-tuned machine compared to us the eighty-card deck. Okay, that's why Karuga and Karuga also when it comes when it's in play, you get to draw cards and stuff. You're drawing a lot of cards. A lot of so stuff you, is like you want to So like I said, it, it takes the Yorion Fires and takes the Yorion Enchantment deck and it slams into a 60-card deck for Karuga, which it's, like I said, I think it's a lot better deck. This one is this, it's clean. It's to the point of what you're wanting to do, everything like that. Uh, second place was Luis Samuel Del Tor, who ran Rakdos Agro. Once again, classic Rakdos and Pioneer. You know, you love it. You love to see it. I don't think... I mean, this is the Witcher's Oven Brew. Was it kind of usual to use unlucky witnesses in the deck there? Because that seems yep. pretty new. That's the that's the new tech they do with inside of the aggro version. Okay. So uh, then we had mono white humans, Phoenix, which were in the top four. So third and fourth. Uh, we had Azorius Control. Um, we had the Grinning Ignis combo also in the top or the bottom seat four. So fifth through eight. Uh, is it creativity? Is it creativity? So we should probably take a look at this Grinning Ignis combo quick. And then yeah. I'll pull up the Zorius Control and see which one this is. Yeah, so the Grinning Ignis is like Bergy Storm where you're making mana, you're casting Ignis, and you're doing that a lot, gaining life. And then you have the Devilish Valet that just becomes a stupid big big because you can make it infinite for how you return the Ignis to your hand, cast the Ignis, Yep. because it's Alliance whenever a creature enters. You double its power. You double its power. You double its power. You double its power. And, and pretty soon they're not going to be able to win because this thing has trample and haste. <laughs> yeah, he gets big. So that's the one line. But then it's just like value because Grinning Ignis is an elemental, and then you draw cards with Risen Reef. Yeah. So that allows you to get in there. You got collected companies and Eldritch Evolution to like get you into those cards. A single uh, invasion of Ixalan here. Oh no, oh. this isn't the uh, the Green Sun one. I was saying which which one's the Green Sun one. That's uh, the Ikoria one. That's the Ikoria. Invasion of Ikoria. This is Ixalan. one's it. different. Okay, this one has the nice dinosaur on the back, though, that allows you to... What is it? Oh, it's just a dinosaur. Yeah. No, Ikoria was the one that has the, the big monster dinosaur. Yeah, the um, the the, the booty attack one. Yeah. Slam and damn. Slam and damn the jam. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is good, though, seeing some different tech that they're kind of using with the Grinning Anus combo and... I mean, it's it's a solid deck. This is a pretty good deck. Yeah, the fact that it took top eight. Yeah, in a in a in a field that was like 191 wide. Yep, I think is the amount of players that played in this uh, pioneer yep. event. 191 players in the format. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, Azorius control, standard Azorius control. It's not the new one floating around that's running the uh, Lotus field with. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, the dude from Strixhaven that says if you want to do a triggered ability, you have to pay two. Yes, so you ignore uh, it and go. Pros- oh, Prosper, strict pros, strict Proctor, Proctor. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, so that's not running around just yet, but keep eyes out, everyone. Was that uh, was that a Spike Brew or Doomwake Brew? I don't remember. I did remember running into it on Explorer though. <laughs> It's and I was like, oh, someone made this an Explorer version. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good combo. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. You got a lot of mana, and you can use the uh, end the turn card 
all the time if you don't want to deal with anything from yeah. M20. Yeah, where it's like eight mana to end the turn on their turn. Their turn but Your like turn. Five is four. Is it four? four? Yeah, it's like cheap. Discontinuity or something yes, like that? that's what it's called. Discontinuity. So, yeah, and then uh, let's see. Is it creativities? Standard. Uh, 30 of them for the one. And then we have... The other one that's more towards Atraxa. So this one's yep. all, neither of these are the newest one, which is the Torrential Gear Hulk design one with Magnus Opus or Magnus Opus. I feel like that just says the power of Atraxa instead of Torrential Gear Hulk. I know people were excited about Mag- yeah. Magnus Opus being and stuff. Yeah, but it's it a solid, it but it doesn't do as much as filling like your. Atraxa. It fills your hand, and it it's a beat stick. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven seven. Vigilance, flying, death touch, and lifelink. Mainly that lifelink and flying and vigilance is really huge. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's your two versions of those. And then classic Isaac Phoenix and classic Monoway Humans. I mean, they probably have some little added pieces that I'm going to miss, but whatever. I'll be honest. They're not too much different than normal. So, Links down below. But, I mean, it was, it was a pretty good tournament. And then you have a uh, breakdown of the tournament archetypes. You have... Rakdos midrange at 18%, Green Devotion at 15%, Ignomatic Incarnation at 9%, Is It Creativity at 8%, Azorius Control at 7%, Lotus Field Combo at 6 Obzon Grease Fang at 5 Rakdos Sacrifice 5 Bring to Light 4 Oh, Bring to Light still being a thing. That's kind of cool. Is it the same, like, Valky, Perun, uh, Niv-Mizzet build there? Uh, Maybe you can't find it It right doesn't away. show me right away, so I can't tell you on that one. Um... And then we go into Mono White Humans at 4%, so that making it into a top 8 is really big since that was a low number there, so that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's it's aggro. Like, a good aggro deck is going to make I it know, in there. But I'm just saying, like, when you you look at... So, like, the big thing, like, with tournament stuff that we never really talk about a lot of the time is, like, the spread. The bigger the spread of decks are, the more likelihood those are going to be the top 8 contenders always. So, like, going down this bracket, like, so for something to be in a 4% spot... That's really good, and the pl- the the pilot like knows what they're doing, and it would yes. be interesting to see like the turnover rate for that as well, like day one to day two. For oh yes, yeah. to see a lot of that too. Like I would love to see the numbers on those, but like that's a huge thing though, because like back in the day, it was a big con- conversation piece. I always of like everyone's like, oh, Jund is always in the top eight all the time. And it's like, well, when it's the most played deck, I mean, we saw that modern with Merktide, yeah, recently in the last year and a half too. Yeah, Merktide. Merktide's always in top eight because. When you have over half the field playing it, it's probably going to be in the top eight. Yeah, and we see that with the Rakdos decks as well. <laughs> yep, but at least they have variants. Yeah, there's some variants. There's aggro, there's sacrifice, and, and there's attritiony ones, mid range. So, but you're not wrong. It's it's there. Uh, breaking it down some more, we have Is it Phoenix at three percent, Demir Rogues at two, five color Niv Miz at two, Mono Blue Spirits at two, Is it Spells at two, Martyr Sacrifice at two, Orzov Humans. Ending the roundabout of twos, and then we have the rest at ones. Which, if you want to look at those, just check them out. Interestingest one that they're interesting. Most interesting one I can see out of all of these is probably they have a Jund. I just saw it, Jund Transmogify deck. So check that out. Uh, your most played cards. We're gonna talk about the top four. Fable, Shocker, to the surprise. Uh, number two, duress. Important. That's a surprise. That's a surprise. That's a change around. From number what we two, don't duress. Talk about. I mean, you got to get rid of the fable, can't you? Just use other things besides duress. Yeah, and but I mean, no yeah, I duress doesn't thoughtsies. hurt you. 
Duress doesn't hurt you though. But is are we in, is is Pioneer in a meta where that two life matters really? I don't know. I don't play Pioneer. We <laughs> should ask Jay from MTG Trip if we're going to ask that question. Jay. Jay, let us know if you're listening. <laughs> uh, third is Boseju who endures. Makes sense. And then number four is Reckoner Bankbuster because once again, Rakdos uses it. Card advantage. Mid-range advantage machine. Everything Bandon, else. Bandon standard. Yep. And so is Fable. So is Fable. And so is... Invoke Despair. But that wasn't, in the, that wasn't on the list there. That's right. Just two out of the three. The, the two pieces that are probably the problem. So, and yeah, that's your wrap-up for that tournament. So that's the breakdown. Pretty cool. Uh, upcoming events we have, of course, are Command Fest, the usual read that we always do. Um, yeah, we know, Wizards. Thanks for telling me. So uh, we're going to quickly just go through this again. Uh, June. June time, baby. Starting this weekend mm-hmm. um, for three different places. Oh, we got five different places. Uh, on the 16th through the 18th, which is Orlando, Florida, Anaheim, California, Indianapolis, Indiana, Baltimore, Maryland, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I'm not going to read who the hosts are just so everyone's aware because we talked about this last week or the week. We talk about this like every single week because this is really important. Remember this. And the links are down below. And the links are down below, so check them out. But we're just going to remind you what's coming up. So that's this coming weekend for five different ones. So five, count them five, not four, five. Uh, then you have the next weekend from the 23rd to the 25th. And then there's ones that are only going to be like two days, of course, because of different areas they're in. Uh, but we have uh, Mentel Frankfurt, Germany, which will be the three-day weekend one. We have Twickenham, London, England. That is a kick-ass name. Good old England. Throwing it out there. Uh, and then for the one in France, it is Sevier Anensi. Try with a French accent. Severe Nancy. I mean, that's close sure. I'm going to get. Sure. That was pretty good. I'm going to go with as close as I got. All right. My feather duster is shaking right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we got July coming up. July 1st through the 2nd. We got Beijing, China, which is going to be hosted by Kado. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you said you weren't going to say I it. wanted to say that one. It's I, It's probably not Kaido. It's probably uh, some other way to say it. I'm probably dumb. Kado. I don't know. I'm not good with yeah, the Chinese not. language. I'm better with J- Japanese stuff. Let us know. July 8th is uh, in so- Osaka, Japan by J Food. That's such a good name, too. Sorry. They just have all these great names for other places for stores, too. I mean, don't be wrong. The other stores are great that we have in the United States along with like Canada, but like these other places, they had to be really playful. In France, it's put on by Playin. I mean, they'd be playing everybody with that, <laughs> so that's pretty damn good, too. I did miss that one. I'm sorry. Uh, July 15th to 16th in Mexico City, Mexico. July 15th to 16th again will be Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. So down under. That's a good place to go and hang out. You said it wrong. Oh, sorry. Down under. There you go. That sounded really, really bad. I do not agree. Australian send your hate mail to at... Shut up. <laughs> Stop telling people things. And then July 22nd to the 23rd, uh, Giargo, San Paulo, Brazil. Um, and then each of these events uh, will be organized and have spe- event-specific details on their websites, and there will be two new promo cards available at these events, which are based off of the upcoming stuff from Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth. And we finally got the what they what they are. Yep, they, they finally didn't... showed us the pictures, what they look like, and everything. That's awesome. You're going to get this sick-ass Gandalf, Friend of the Shire, which this is the uncommon version, but this art 
is not uncommon. This art is fucking rarely amazing, to say the least. Like that, that beard is elegant. That beard is fucking flowing, dude, with glam drill. I mean, that's just amazing. And then I think that's probably Sam and Frodo at the bottom there being like, holy fuck, Gandalf is throwing out a storm, baby. Is that supposed to be Rick Astley then? With- Shut up. <laughs> it's Sean Ashton and Elijah Wood who played those characters. I hate you. Stop it. <laughs> and then we have Karis Galhan. Which is the tranquil thicket, which is really beautiful. Matt is dying just for all the listeners out there because he can't handle the fact that he is just trolling so hard all the time. What a dick. But yeah, check out check out these cards. They are amazing. They're on the Magic's main website for the new stuff you go under and look at their command fest, all that. Once again, links down below. Uh, but yeah, so that's what's coming out there next. We'll close that out, close that out. And we're going on to the next big thing, which is MagicCon Barcelona, which is happening July 28th through the 30th in Fiero Gran Via, Barcelona. Here we go. If I could, I would. I don't think I'm going to be allowed for this. Aren't you going to be opening the one ring, though, you said? I was hoping. <laughs> then, <laughs> you'll guys... fly, then you'll fly us all there, all there if you get the one ring. I told you, if I find the one ring, it's going to disappear for 60 years because I'm going to have to find a way to grade it and sell it. Mm. It's a good chocolate shake, but it's gone. So now sad. i got to fucking cut that bit out. What? The whole... It's delicious, though. <laughs> there you go. Just for you. You're the best. I try not to be. Anyways, Magic Car in Barcelona is happening. Hang out there. Special guest features of people going to be there. You got, of course, Jimmy Wong, Josh Lee Kwai, John Avon, Wizard of Barge, Richard Kane Ferguson, Justin and Alexis Hernandez. Uh, there's a lot of people. Let's just be honest. If you haven't been to a MagicCon yet, you need to go. Yeah. This is our first year going. Highly recommend. Yeah. 10 out I, of 10. I'm not saying also this is the one you need to go to, but like if you can go to one that's close to you, and is reasonable in price, everything. Like it's an experience that going forward, and like I I boasted about talking with Aaron Forsyth about when I was there, the Minneapolis one, which just hearing from the second in charge of Wizards talk about how like he loved the fact that this was the best one they've done so far and said it's only gonna get better. I'm pretty sure it will. It gives me chills thinking about that. Like I'm just I'm not kidding you. This is these are things that people need to understand and realize that we've done it. We've hit the pinnacle point of what the experience should be at these magic cons. Yeah. It's got nowhere to go but up. So unless they really like kick the bucket. I mean unless we do another uh Vegas thirty or whatever it is. I heard that was still really bad. Yeah, but that was like the start of all the magic cons and stuff. I'm saying that if we ever get back to that, okay. Then you know it's a problem. But yeah, no, so you have everything there. Contest cosplay contests artist area like it's broken down into everything for you yourself and what you need um yeah it's everything what do we got for prices matt single day 36 euro which is like 34 in usd i think that's the conversion no i thought the year no the euro is worth more that's right yeah i think it's like 30 okay so uh Here. this is all euro i'll find it you figure out the conversion weekends 78 euro premium single day 
So with uh, just the single day, you get uh, the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday badge and Arcane Signet Foil promo available while supplies last. Must purchase prior to June 25th. So $36 Euro is $38.74 United States. Oh, so it's more. Yeah, the euro is worth more than the dollar. Oh, okay, okay. That's how it goes. So yeah. So then about um, so about forty bucks, and then about eighty bucks for the weekend pass, which gets you the whole weekend pass plus that arcane signet. Nothing yep. special. The premium single day is about uh, seventy bucks, sixty six euros. You get the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You get the arcane signet promo card. You get a one mystery booster convention edition. 2021, and you get three Lord of the Rings Tale of Middle Earth draft draft packs. You got the premium weekend, which is 170 or 168 euro. And get you the whole weekend badge, one foil Gandalf Friend of the Shire play promo, one Arcane Signet foil event promo, one Mystery Booster Convention 2021 edition, six Lord of the Rings Tale of Middle Earth draft boosters, one show exclusive playmat, and a Magicon exclusive deck box and sleeves. They have a legendary VIP, which is 360 euros, which is about 365 USD. You get the weekend badge, two Foil Gandalf, Friend of the Shire promo cards, one Arcane Signet promo card, three Mystery Booster Convention Edition 2021 packs, uh, three Commander Mystery Collector Boosters, three Commander Masters Collector Boosters. Woof. Woo. Woof. Woo. Oof. Yeah, we completely forgot that Commander Masters is going to be out by this time, too. Yep. We haven't got any news on Commander Masters yet outside of what we saw at... People, grease your pocketbooks. Yeah. They're going to be empty fast. You get an exclusive Commander playmat, <laughs> Magicon exclusive deck box and sleeves, exclusive legendary VIP Commander party play event with special guests, Magicon, Magicon Barcelona official pin, 10% off event merchandise, a branded messenger bag, and a B legendary tumbler which that was the that was the secret one for the minneapolis one was the tumbler oh was it yeah yeah uh it garrett it was garrett garrett, garrett was, johnson yeah and he, he was a little sad about i that. mean i wasn't i was okay that i didn't get that one actually because of that because i was like i was like messenger bay was pretty cool and all this other stuff but i don't need that because i have that stuff i just wonder what that mystery thing is a it's a tumbler that is like 12 ounces yeah you could you could fit a coke in there barely a coke Barely a Coke with the foam. Fair. But, I mean, it is what it is. If you're into tumblers and really want one, get one. Cool. Go for it. Otherwise, the other stuff on that list is still pretty fucking good. So don't worry about the tumbler so much. The Black Lotus VIP, 780 euros, which is about 785 bucks. No, that's more than that. 790. It's 839.46. Holy shit. I was going to say, you're... Uh, for anyone that wants to know the, the exchange rate, like definitely go check out the exchange rate on your own time because it goes yeah, up my, way more drastically. Yeah, my, my guesses are completely wrong, clearly. 800 and what? $839. $839 fucking dollars. Jesus. Jesus fucking well, Christ. Okay, so to break it down for you quickly, one euro is worth $1.08. So that's how you're going to oh. add up that fast. Yeah, that does add up fast. So. You get a weekend badge, a Black Lotus lanyard, two Foil Gandalf Friend of the Shire play promo cards, one Arcane Signet event promo, which is a little sad because we got two for everything and stuff. They're we getting get Gandalf, it. though. It's way cooler. Fair. We only we didn't have a Gandalf or something cool to get. 
Three Mystery Booster Convention Edition 2021 packs, three Lord of the Rings Tale of Middle-Earth Collector Boosters, an exclusive Black Lotus playmat, a show-exclusive playmat, a MagicCon exclusive deck box and sleeves, early access to Expo Hall, exclusive Sunday event throwback Zendikar Sealed, exclusive Universe event hosted by Mark Rosewater, access Ooh. to the Black Lotus VIP lounge, and three draft boosters each day. Jesus Christ. Exclusive time with Magic Notables, Magicom Barcelona official pin, branded Timbuktu backpack, 10% off event exclusive merchandise, a Black Lotus tumbler, a Black Lotus pin, and a Black Lotus Magicon Barcelona spe- specific exclusive. I wonder if the Black Lotus tumbler is bigger than the regular Commander tumbler. <laughs> Hopefully. (laughs) Just kidding. They got kids uh, passes as well, 24 euros for the kids' single day. You get the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, an Arcane Signet Foil promo card, an Arena 2-player starter deck as well. Kids' weekend, 60 euros. You get the weekend badge, uh, Arcane Signet Foil promo card, two Jumpstart boosters, and the Arena 2-player starter deck. Currently, the add-ons only has a Saturday night social event with Magic the Gathering notables. More information about that coming soon. But from my understanding, at least the Minneapolis one was regarded highly. It was a good time yeah. by people who went there. So, yep. There's that. Magicon Bar- ba- Barcelona coming up. Will yeah. you see us there? I doubt it. But if you can go there, let us know. Let, let us know. We'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about your experience, actually. We would. And also, you could send us pics in the Discord and everything, too. Yes. We would definitely like that as well because it looks awesome. So. All right, Matt, should we move on to the news? Let's go to the news. This is going to be crazy. So let's start off with some lawsuit action here. What? Going to be reading an article from Polygon. Don't worry, it's not magic related, which is beneficial. I know. The Pinkertons are coming back. (laughs) I got scared. Pinkerton's not coming back, but the Pinkertons might be going over to Ravensburg (laughs) because Upper Deck is threatening a lawsuit against them. To those that don't know, Ravensburg are the people that are now making Disney Lorcana. So, reading from the article here, quote, The pending launch of Ravenberg, Ravenberg's Disney Lorcana trading card game is now threatened by an explosive new lawsuit issued by the Upper Deck Company. In the 19-page complaint issued today to a California court, the rival publisher alleges that the co-designer Ryan Miller previously created a similar game that is nearly identical to Disney Lorcana while under contract with Upper Deck. In addition to other requests for relief, Upper Deck is asking a judge for an injunction that would halt the release of Disney Lorcana currently expected to expected at this year's Gen Con convention in August. The game Upper Deck says it paid Miller to design is called Rush of Icor. It has not yet been released. Players are players are said to take on the role of gods, such as those once worshipped by ancient Greeks and indigenous Mesoamericans. The complaint goes into great detail to prove its claims that Disney Lorcana and Rush of Icor have the same or similar mechanics. It also calls to question Miller and Ravenberg's intent with regarding to sourcing the rules for their own game. Quote from the complaint, Throughout Miller's time as lead game designer of Rush Icor, Reshikor, Miller has direct access to Upper Deck's confidential proprietary information, including, without limitation, Rush of Icor draft rules, concepts, components, designs, marketing strategies, and plans for implementation. On information and belief, Miller maintained access to these things even after terminating his relationship with Upper Deck and used 
reference, and or otherwise relied on them to create Lorcana for Ravensburg. Rather than allow Miller to honor the agreements on and their terms, Upper Deck is informed and believes that Ravensburg in- induced and inducted induced and intended for Miller to breach his obligations so that it could capitalize on Miller's knowledge of the elements of Rush Icor's game so he could make it a near-identical game for it. This allowed Ravensburg to gain a competitive advantage in accelerated launch and bring a nearly identical TCG to market under a different brand. So the complaint goes on talking about a bunch of other things, punitive damages and stuff like that, but this all started to come to a head with the other in April, with the release of the Lorcana rules, we didn't talk about it on the ep- on on any episode. I think the last time we talked about it was like, oh, the cards are going to be getting announced here soon, and we haven't talked about it yet. But just because there's now a lawsuit, I think maybe we're going to be keeping an eye on this as well. So Almost essentially, actually, yeah. the rules came out, and uh, <laughs> Upper Deck's like, hold on a second, this seems familiar. According to them, yep. according to them, they are alleging this, and. Uh, yeah. Full article to read down below. I highly recommend it. It's a great article done by Charlie Hall over on Polygon. Mm, yes. But I mean, I don't know, man. This is going to be bad if, you know, uh, first off, someone's going up against the mouse here. Ravensburg is going to have the mouse's lawyers behind them, right? Pretty much, yeah. And it's like, how, how do you go against Disney lawyers? Like, Upper Deck, good, good for you. If you have substantial evidence to show this, good fucking like do something yeah but at the same time would fucking disney like be like okay now we're just gonna buy upper deck <laughs> so fucking, i don't know if they'd buy upper deck because they don't have a line that really deal with it that much i mean i know they have Lorcana going on but like i don't think upper deck's gonna sell they have a lot of other stuff that they market with we are not legal people and yeah. stuff so just speculation, speculation. all speculation don't see could us. disney do it though Probably they have money. They they got the power. The they world, have a lot of money. It's a small world after it's all. It's a small life after all. They got all the money. Oh boy! All right. <clears throat> on to the next one. To the next one. Okay, so after the show last week, this was like the next day, June seventh, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was like <clears throat> that that Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So on Tuesday, as I made a comment earlier about. Up to a million dollars for the one ring. There is a so on Star City Games they put an article out bounty for serialized one of one the one ring soars to a million dollars. So now we're encroaching before a PSA grading of this card has even has yet to come. We're now at a million dollar bounty. For for reference, real quick, PSA like nines and eights of Black Lotuses have sold for like five hundred and forty, five hundred and eighty. Yeah. I think is like the most. Post Malone's uh, Post Malone's artist proof Chris Rush signed was eight hundred thousand yeah. that he said on the Howard Stone Stern show or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's those are graded. <laughs> those are those are graded Black Lotus cards. Like and and, and here we have something that hasn't come out yet. Also has been shown off to be already pre-curling because the foiling. What I mean with that amount of foiling, I could just, I could just imagine it's going to no matter what. Like they they decked that thing out with foil like crazy. They want you to wear the one ring. Well, if you look really close in that video, the the mana symbol, the colorless four generic colorless mana symbol, is like decked out in goldish color. Like all of it. Like they oh, they have the video. It was the yeah. 
check it out. But like, what's the name of the video? Like, who, who was it? The Elijah was, Wood one? No, no, no. It was the the middle. Well, ah, it's the Middle Earth one, like the introduction thing. Okay, keep talking. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're going we're gonna go talk about this article then. So yeah, New York based card store doubles previous high bounty for Chase card for Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth. Uh, Dave and Adams is the main place. Uh, but yeah, not even two days after Cassius Marsh sets the high bid for 500000 for the one of one ring serialized of Tales of Middle-Earth, the number hits a whopping $1 million, like I said, by Dave and Adams at, at The Card World are offering this one of $1 million, 11-minute mark. You went way too far. 11 minutes? 11 minutes in is when they show it off. Um, this is only three minutes. That's the wrong video then. You got to find the long one. Right. There should be like a 30-minute video. Because like the big Dave, just, you just missed it. It's the big Dave view video that's like 22 minutes long. Or that one too. That might be it. Anyways, so they offered $1 million for the one of run, one of one serialized ring. And the bounty expires on July 17th of 23. So this year. So they're putting a small window also because like most places... Uh, that is not the right video, Matt. Just go back. <laughs> so, like, I am literally trying to do two things at once, everybody. Anyways, Dave and Adam's Card World made the first seven-figure bounty for the serialized one-of-one ring this morning, blowing the previous high bid out of the water. Dave and Adam's Card World is a New York-based collectibles and game store specializing in sports gaming, gaming cards, comics, autograph, memorabilia, uh, their tweet, like I said, expires on the 17th of this year. Um, but that doesn't mention like the tweet states that, but the article from their website doesn't mention expiration date. So it's kind of an in-between thing. Uh, so yeah, this is huge. This stuff releases on June 23rd to everybody. Pre-release stuff is this Friday. If you pre-order anything, um, yeah, this is. This is a very, 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 very big, big uh, bounty. So I, I found the video. I found yep. the clip. They have so, someone handled this card before it went into a pack with white gloves. With white gloves. Everybody knows this. It's amazing. Someone like I said, watch, watch it, Matt. Check it all out. Someone handled like that's the whole. No, no. There's more. There's more. Yeah, you have to get past the people talking, man. I mean, you know, there's no sound for you, which is fine. You don't need sound. No, you just got to sound. You just got to live in the glory of it. I mean, yeah, you can. But yeah, it's there. Look at that. You can kind everything. Of see there's so much gold. There's gold on the ring itself. Like it's amazing. If you look shit. at this article, shit looks embossed. Oh my god, it's sick, dude. It's, is it? It's not official gold. It's just foiling, right? It's just foil. Yes, okay. it's just. It's, it's not like just 24 special. carat leaf. At this point, with the value of what it's worth, <laughs> it could be for all we know. So, I don't know. But the point is, this still stands. This also stands from what we were talking about before the show started even, which, Danny, don't worry, I'm hitting that already. Because um, there is Ship It and Rip, or Rip It and Ship It uh, card company. I don't know where they're from exactly, but you can watch the stuff on YouTube. They they've, suck right now. <laughs> they've already been cracking uh, collector booster pre-orders that people have. Uh, like the guys mentions in it, though, you they're they're doing what they're allowed in the realm of what is allowed by wizards technically and yes it, that's the rules of what it is that's the rules of what it is 
but like on on their on their stream already of stuff for YouTube or whatever you've been watching it on, if you have been, uh, they already have shown off that they have pulled for two different people's products that for were pre-order stuff. They've already pulled a Elven ring non-foil, a Dwarven ring non-foil for the Soul Rings, and there's also been a for the humans a serialized ring that was it's rip it and ship it. Just YouTube it. You'll get their stuff better that way. Um, but yeah, they have a serialized, they, they pulled a serialized soul ring for one of the guys that pre-ordered some stuff too. So, um, but like overall, like it's beautiful stuff, a lot of beautiful things that they've been finding in their stuff. But like, this is the problem that we have though, every time that we've talked about in the past, like, and like we've talked about in a past episode as well as like, this isn't really fair for us as the consumers, because what happens if like something like this happens where they pulled the one ring then? What was the point of us trying to buy stuff early, try to pre-order early? You know, like it's this is I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand this is a chase card. I understand this is an important thing. But the reality is like for the regular consumer that wants to have the lucky Charlie and Chocolate Factory golden ticket situation happen, like this goes back to the Ragavan for Star City. Same thing. Like what's the what's the point? I mean, I'm, I'd be happy to pull. A serialized Ragavan well, too, as but with, with Ragavan, there's five hundred of them. Yeah, but my chance to pull the number one of five hundred though, it's gone. I mean, it's this always happened with this too. It, it is the shittiest thing of stores having this, the ability within their their realms, their rights, and whatever deals Stuff. that they got with Wizards of the Coast to be able to open product to fill their shelves. Yeah prior you know leading up to the actual pre-release and when they can start and sales. selling yeah. and stuff so it's like it is unfortunate but at the same it, it yeah these are collector boosters that it's 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 hard to quant not quantify but like balance the the difference between a store opening packs and a magic consumer opening packs just like a magic player i mean like people at a store same thing they're magic players but like they, they buy it for whatever it is and they're going to resell it yeah that's that's the, that's the big difference their whole they're reselling is it for their whole, whole is profit and that's and i that's fine you yeah, can make profit but i'm saying though is like for something that's like for the serialized stuff that they put in collector boosters like this like danny said before like we talked about before it's not it's not fair to us normal individuals like here's the they thing they got a whole week advantage they have well they have that too they have two weeks advantage technically uh, yeah i mean but the reality is like the biggest problem though is is like if you didn't have the one of one serialized ring in here these collector boosters would not be that expensive the, yeah, ser- the serialized about. soul rings that they did they wouldn't be that expensive like this has been my biggest thing from the beginning of this whole situation is like like to me, and I, I, like I've I've said this in the sense of like, um, like I told my wife, I've told people I, I've at work and stuff, I've told other people in general. Like, this is to me one of those times in my life as a collector of a card game type thing. This one of one ring, like as much as I love to pull it, and if I did pull it, I am deathly afraid because the reality is this is something. Hallory has a million dollar bounty on it, which means. The people that exist in the world that you worry about, some of them play our card game. And not saying they're like we have to be against people in general or bad people all the time that have like different viewpoints in a sense. I mean, bad people are bad people, but like the idea of like some people only see the amount, the money amount and care only about that. 
to which like for like most of us that would just be like oh it'd be cool if we open this up in our store and then you look to your left and then you look to your right and all of a sudden all you see is a bunch of hyenas so how do you feel safe and like to me this is this is literally like the story goes the one ring the way it's represented in the card right now like for serialized and like owning it in this expensive thing this is the exact same way it's represented in the story of like everybody has to get their hands on it and like to have it is scary because you don't know if you're going to make it out alive with it so like like i said to me it's 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 it makes me actually fearful versus like oh if i found a black lotus like i wouldn't be afraid to have a black lotus like i would can think about and consider like i need to go and grade it and sell it and put it in a safe or something but like, i'm not worried about someone busting into my house to kill me for a flipping card what you got to do is you got to be like uh, Frito-Lays and toss it into the pizza pocket of lava. Oh, my God. No, I think I'd go like the Bilbo route and like just have it hide for 60 years in my possession somewhere and then have it resurface all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the seriousness aspect of this card, it is, I, I've said this before, it is going to be interesting to see how this keeps evolving. And in all honesty, like the 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 terrible thing to like announce here as well is like maybe some one of these businesses have already opened it and because of it being the one of one ring they're not going to announce it that too that's a high possibility yeah because once again like businesses compared to the average joe that doesn't have the amount of money to flex um i mean and i'm not saying every business that orders product from wizards of course is able to flex their money like crazily either but i mean like certain places that can flex the money to buy the product per your laws of probability and how that works, you have a better chance of getting it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're buying pallets and pallets of these boxes yeah. and they are going to be hiring. They're going to be, they're going to be paying their friends. They're going to be paying friends of friends yeah. to come and open packs. And it's like, Hey, if you open the ring, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll have figure, some they'll kind of some something form out. or whatever it is. But like, that's, that's just where it is. But like, I've always said, this is, I, I love the idea of the one-on-one ring idea. But I still think the the biggest downfall of this for like a serialized type thing to put into packs and like like the fear, not so much the fear for like wizards like they're making their money just fine yeah. on this whole thing because like all this pre all this not pre sales to the people but all the pre selling that they've done so far towards stores and vendors and everything else they're making fucking bank off of this right yes. now because the after part of it doesn't matter once the ring is found they'll still sell the product because people are still going to want to swag out their stuff, play with Lord of the Rings cards, have cool shit, whatever it is. So it doesn't matter. They've made their money, and they're going to be just fine. And then right around the corner, Commander Master shows up. So once again, second quarter, third quarter stuff, it doesn't matter. They're fine. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's worried about fucking Wizards or Hasbro like making no, money on no, this No, but shit. I mean, like, like, even with the but one, that's one not, ring. But I'm saying is like, that's not an argument that people should even throw out there. It's like, oh, if they find the one ring, like, it's just going to tank their sales for Lord of the Rings. No, it won't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, the only downside would be it's like, gonna if hurt, some, it's going to hurt the local G, uh, it's going to hurt the LGSs more than anything. Yeah. Because like, because they had to pay for this originally at this price. It, exactly. And it's hard for them, them to cancel. Like, us, we could cancel our pre-orders with J-Dubs, for example, and stuff. But J-Dubs yeah. has already alloc- got allocated their collector boosters and stuff. Yep. And they're like, okay, we're gotten all this stuff in. And if we only bought the collector pack, 
boosters boosters. for the one of one ring chance there and it's like we see it's open before it's like okay we're canceling the pre-order like i don't want to fucking yeah and it's only yeah the lgs for for some stores that don't do that like like do a a premium set down or whatever it is or straight up buy right away it hits them harder yeah like it it could tear a store down pretty fast in the sense of like they're not gonna go out of business but they're gonna play a lot safer in the future they're not gonna mess around with this bullshit yeah this the the ring financially is good. So I, it's, I really it's, the, wanna, it's uh, the financial breakdown from Watsi, and it's also the store's responsibility of, like we said, it's a two-edged thing where it should be literally, Watsi should have been more responsible with this concept as well. I mean, they're pretty responsible that it is. They just in, in the sense of like they should be more responsible in a different way. And the other side of the coin is, realistically, there should be like no stores anywhere cracking crap open just so that they can try to get this sooner and put stuff on their shelves in that way. Like they should be waiting to do certain times for things because it's just a culmination of a bunch of stuff at once. That's going to just make this like asteroid hit the earth. Yeah, this, oh man, it's hard. It's, it, it, like thinking about it in so many different like facets, like uh, currently anything and everything is possible for what's yeah. going to happen with one of our ring. We're, we're only sitting here in our fucking office chairs just speculating. Yeah. We don't know what's actually going to happen. Like it can range from actually Star City Games opening it up and to... showing it or Star City Games not showing it to Timmy from fucking Nebraska opening it and being like, ma, look what I got. And yeah. they say it's pretty. Dad, dad, got, dad got me this bundle thing. I got this pretty cool card in there. And then he's chewing on it and it's just gone to waste. <laughs> yeah. Like, like anything can happen. It's a one of one. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you got people, even we've said it before, like online, people are saying, if I open the ring, I'm going to rip it or I'm going to yeah. burn it Which, and stuff like that. Like, I don't this, believe that for a second. Jesus Christ, give me a break. You, it's, unless you're like fucking loaded with money, you're not going to do that. It's, yeah. That's it's the really, stupidest thing to say in the world. I want to go throw it in into a volcano to represent the same thing from the books of Mount Doom and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, cool. Go First fucking. Off, you can't get that close to a volcano. I mean, you can get in there in a helicopter, but you ain't going to fly up there with your one ring and be like, oh, go, go and to, then watch it blow into the sea. Go to Iceland. Yeah, go to Iceland. They might let you do it there. <laughs> but the point is, like, this is this is crazy. This is insanity in, in and, the magic realm right now. And we're going to keep following it. The fact that, like, yes. just the next day after a half a mil, a half a mil offer was put, David Adams puts a one mil. Did yep. you say that the deadline is July 6th, 17th? Yep. Okay. Deadline. Except on their website... The tweet says July 17th of this year is the deadline expiration stuff. But on their website, they don't have an expiration yet. So okay. it's hard to say based always, on everything. Always look like, at the terms and service, like that yeah. Lily's bit there. Like a now, tweet is a tweet. Now, here's the thing. I I think that's the thing where they're banking on, you know, it's going to get pulled right away in the first month. But then again, it's like we talked about the guys in Australia that want to do the PSA grading and buying it from you. Or sorry, New Zealand. They want to do the buying and Premier the grading card service and, and grading of all of it and buy it from you and all that stuff and give you a cool trip. You, you know, they, they have like August. between uh, their their deadline. Yeah, end of like August twenty fourth, twenty fifth, or yeah. something like that. So they have this small window there too, because they're banking on the idea like it's going to be open right away too. But like I said before, there's always still the possibility this might not be seen until next year. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so and then the, do and their the, deadlines just like these guys? Do their deadlines change? Do their deadlines? Uh, remain the same, or do they just re- revamp their offers and change everything else too? It's going to be interesting to see because if I'm not mistaken, I think from the article that was like how to collect it that we talked about last week, they were saying that it's like point zero 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 
It was six, six or seven zeros in front of zero, 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 zero. I think it's five zeros. Five three, zeros? Yeah, five zeros, three percent, zero, 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 three percent chance to open it. And it says that that is collectively through all the printings, all the printings. So the card is officially printed. We saw the fucking video of that. They shit. show you the card in that uh, welcome to the world thing. Yeah, I'll, but, I'll link that down, 11 minute mark, to, to just like see it. Someone with white gloves holding it. Like they, they've made this card. They are going to fucking like tuck this thing in there, its own special pack. How interesting would it be? Like Danny said, it's one one hundred thousandth of a percent chance. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the odds are you are more likely to in your win lifetime the, win the lottery at least and, four times, three to four times, and more likely to get struck by lightning <laughs> at least seven times. I think. Yeah, the math there's like the math is crazy, stupid. So, so it's like go go fucking wave a go wave a wand around a lightning rod in the air. Go buy some lottery tickets, and then then will you go and try and buy a, a pack, pack yeah. to get the ring? But that's the other thing too is like. <laughs> Like uh, the argument that was made in one of our group chats that I'm in too, with like uh, guys around here for modern and stuff like that, we talked about is like, well, you think it'd be sent out in the first wave? Wizards has stated it's just in a pack somewhere. Yeah, they, I mean, they know probably where the pack is. But here's the thing, they're not trying to like like the whole money thing. Like they're not trying to hoard hoard it for like we're gonna send out the last push of collector boxes, because here's the reality of it. People already made the money. They've already made the money off the people. You've seen people speculating that it's going to be at a pack open up at Gen Con. People were saying that yeah. too online. There's, like that's that's where the hype is going to be. Like it's if it's ever, from there, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's, that, that's it's them planting. From, they don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. Like I said, I hundred percent believe Wizards did the right thing, which is because they're good enough people for this. They just put it in a fucking pack, and it went into a box of whatever type between the bundle. Or the actual collector booster box itself, and it's just gonna be out there, sometime, somewhere. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing extravagant or special about this. Like literally, that's what it is. It's, it's just a one of one ring. It's a one of one ring. They're throwing it out there, and they're just being like, "Well, whoever gets it, have fun." It's gonna be yeah. Again, I, I keep saying this about this ring, but it's gonna be interesting to keep following this story to see what actually happens. Are yeah. we? Is it gonna just be dead for like? You know the search is on for the one of one ring. It's uh, year two. I mean, thing. Or is I'm it... not gonna lie. Like if I get a collector box, I probably would make it a thing that every week I would just go buy a pack. I mean, just a week, every once a week. That is called a gambling addict, sir. <laughs> that is called let's have some fun. <laughs> hey, hey, at least in, at least in my gambling addicts of stuff, I can at least get some serialized soul rings, possibly too. <laughs> Those are still pretty cool and yeah. worth money. And so the gambling addicts also mm-hmm. win like two hundred bucks back after they spend a thousand dollars already on packs. It's like, sometimes, see, it's worth it. Sometimes I'm my you money win back. it big. You never know. Hey, I'm just saying, what's it gonna hurt, Matt? What's it really gonna hurt? Your relationship. Your kid is gonna look at you as a gambling addict. If that's the only thing I'm buying for magic stuff, like until the next big product comes out. And which I is barely, Commander Masters. Which I'm barely probably going to buy much of that anyway. So you have like three weeks <laughs> from when it comes out to when Commander Masters I, comes I, out. Until I see some good stuff in there that I really want, I don't think I care enough. And then from That's there, almost a buy a pack only thing situation too. And then you're going to be buying uh, Eldraine, Return to Eldraine. You're going to be buying all that shit. There's going to be a card no. there that's going to be like, yes, this is what I want. Look at this little noggle. Singles, man. That's is that Donkey a Noggle? Donkey noggle. There's a donkey noggle. Yeah, I know. There's that. Is it a noggle? Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Okay. I don't know. They're gonna be that. You're gonna be excited about it, or you're gonna be excited about whatever 
product that they drop. There's going to be a new secret layer that just has like the thing. I mean, well, I haven't gotten the 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 spring stuff yet at all, and I I keep forgetting that's coming to an end pretty soon too. Yes. So uh, also secret layer news to add in here. <laughs> go go jump on that spring uh, spring we super have, drop. Uh, I'll look it up here quick. Okay. But we should get that, to the next news section. Yeah, that's important. We have done a lot here. And this next bit, super quick, surprisingly, we have extrapolated as much as we can for this week on the $1 million bounty. But today, yeah. June 12th at 12.17 p.m. Central Time, the at PlayMTG Twitter account tweeted, tomorrow we're dropping information for MC Vegas. And this Thursday, badges go on sale. So this Thursday will be the 15th. So Spring. expect... Spring Super Drop is now down to 13 days, 5 hours, and 40 minutes. End of the month. So yeah. 25th. Yeah. So we have we have a little bit of time left. So but yeah. If you want some of that stuff, remember, go go get it before it goes. Don't be like me and do it commonly where you miss uh, some type of secret layer because you're like, oh, I think I want that. And then just space it out because you're on a different planet again. Like the Dungeons & Dragons. I missed that. Granted, you can still go buy them on TCG Player anywhere else, so yeah, whatever. You're paying the secondary market premium, but... True. But if it's worth it, it's worth it. Yeah, if you want the cards, you get the cards. Yeah. But MagicCon Vegas is... Woo! We're going to be getting information on that, and we're going to see what the tickets are going to be like this Thursday. So expect us to be talking about that next week, Monday. Ooh. Clear that they're going to have a Black Lotus VIP deal. <laughs> What? Have, they're they're gonna going have, to? They're going to. Holy fuck. And maybe they'll put in the packs uh, the one of one ring. <laughs> maybe. Just to oh piss everybody God. off. Dude, right? Col- English collector boosters. Those get put into Black Lotus VIP pe- people. Packs. Yeah. yeah. Anyone can get one. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's another fucking Could you imagine how cool that... I mean, like I said, I don't know when this is going to happen, but... Like that'd be kind of cool though too. Like you're just you're a VIP member. You're just like, well, I had a rough weekend. I'm just gonna crack my collector boosters now. Blah blah blah. Because you're like, and they thinking, get the one of one, ring. and they get the one of one ring and be like, this is the greatest weekend I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Adam and Dave from uh, Collectibles and everything in New York City. Can you uh, buy this for me? <laughs> I got it right here in Barcelona. <laughs> Boom. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good though. That'd be good. Yeah. So. uh be excited for us to talk about that next week. That's right. But let's see. What are we at? Little over an hour. We're doing just fine. Do you want? Do we want to talk about Lord of the Rings cards here? That is a thing we should say for a thoughtcast. Perfect. All right. So, so we're gonna go on to. Well, we'll just say the full previews are out. The yep. commander decks are spoiled. Tokens well, are spoiled. Everything has been spoiled. Watch the pre-release of Load and Ready Run. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube by now. If, and if it's not, you can just go to their Twitch homepage and find it from a recent play. Um, but yeah, I would say it's important to watch it. So something that doesn't get talked about enough, I think sometimes either is like the pre-release things. Those are important to watch for people, I think, if you want to understand like stuff you would like to do with your pre-release kit when you open it and like what to look for ideas because like... I mean, we you can talk about a breakdown and what like works together and all this stuff, but like the coolest thing about that is is like watching them live have one person they pick, like do a breakdown of what they pull, and then their thoughts of what they're going through and what they're doing. It's the same thing like you sitting at your table for forty minutes going, "What am I going to build?" And it's like like watching that helps a lot. I've always thought for myself when I've gone pre-release and stuff, it helps me think about looking for something beyond where I get fixated on. 
and being like, I opened, I opened these three really good rares. Well, I got to build around these now. And like sometimes it's the, you got to look at everything that's on the table and be like, well, what can I make out of this? Or how many decks can I make too? Because that's another yeah. thing. People bring extra land set or uh, sleeves for lands. So that way you can interchange decks faster if you want to also play with every round a different deck. Yeah, because you can do that. Which is awesome. So take advantage of your pre-release stuff. It's not always about winning. It's about enjoying the pre-release and the cards that are there. One thing of note with the pre-release packs, there are a card in the the specific pack itself that is not pre-release playable. It's one of the. It's going to be something of one of the special art. Uh, that's not the ring being tossed into Mount Doom. It's the birthday that one's from part- the bundle. Yeah, it's the birthday party. It's the birthday party one. It's yeah. the birthday party cards. Those ones are not playable in the pre-release. Same thing what they did with March of the Machine for those uh, Command- team, those yeah, team cards, team up commander cards. Uh, they you can you can play with them, not in pre-release. You can have them. They yep. you can't play, put them in the deck. Same thing with. They're just giving you a free cool card. To go do something with, yeah. Uh, if if you're but hurt, if you're but hurt about it, like no, no, talk with Watsy about it. Send Watsy a complaint. Explain to them that giving us a extra free card is a bad thing. Do not do that. <laughs> but uh, free you stuff's know, good stuff. Talking about free stuff, can people get free stuff by listening to us play the counter currency game? Can they get free stuff? That's what I'm asking. Can they? You got to answer it. I'm asking you the question. No, but we can tell them what the prices are. Oh, well, that sounds great. Let's do this. Okay, so we're going to play the Conjure Currency game. Yeah. Have you read this? I read it today. <laughs> Beautiful. I have just not because, read it. Well, you're not supposed to read them anyway. I'm not supposed to read it. But I read just in case Danny wasn't going to be here. and I knew Garrett wasn't going to be here. You didn't know that. But I did not know that. I he missed, told us last week this. He, he, told, he told us last week, but I just... Point is, I prepared, made sure. I even had someone, one of my coworkers stop by and look at me and go, what you doing over there? I'm like... Mind your business, I'm reading an article for my other job. <laughs> for my fun job. <laughs> the one that we don't get paid for. The one that's awesome. That's why I love doing it. It All is right. fun. So we got the weekly winners from last Friday. We they, they figure everything out from the week into that Friday, write the article. From? MTG Stocks. There you go. I know, I was getting there. <laughs> but you said they and them without saying, like, who is they and them? At this point, I feel like everybody knows what we're talking about. We've talked about this. But what if we got time. a new we got a new listener? You, new listener, Anthony is not thinking of you. He's being a very big <laughs> douche nozzle. Shut up, Matt. You're worse than me with this trolling shit. Anyways, it comes from our favorite site known as MTG Stocks. They talk about everything going up and down in prices for cards, popularity changes. They have other ones they do too, where it involves your uh, they have their penny savers. They have the history restaple type stuff, the things they talk about from the past. Jason Alt is doing articles on yep. there now a couple times he a has, month. He has a new one from last uh, on the fifth, which was what last week, last Sunday. Yeah, I haven't read that one. The last Tom the Bomb, brother. Oh, he does, he does a deep dive, deep dive on Tom Bombadil. Ooh. So yeah, they just they do a lot of good articles. Like they pick a lot of things of things that are changing, like from different aspects of stuff for price knowledge. You know, like they talked about Cyclonic Rift back in May. Like, so it's more than just the weekly winners that we talk about. Yeah. But you should check them out for other reasons. And they're just a great. They're they're a great way to keep track on cards that are moving in price. Like yeah, they good. do wonderful job. Yeah, highly recommend. So, uh, but yeah, so we're going to go on, and we're going to start it off. So, Matt. Yes. Starting it off, we have number one, Metamorphic Alteration. I this know had this one. This had a 1,877% increase in the last week. 
which now raises it to eight dollars and fifty cents. Um, of course, raining money. Of course, remember the that was from the article last Friday. We read these articles on Monday, so it gives you guys the idea of what's going on and what's everything that we're talking about from the week prior. But it's more important. We have a market price of four dollars sixty cents. Average price is six fifty. Foils are eighteen seventy five. European average is eighty eight cents. Why do we not live in Europe for this stuff? I don't know, man. Sometimes it'd be cheaper. Uh, also, remember too, like we note, market prices, things that are being bought, bought, and averages what people are trying to sell them at. Correct. In my brain, for some reason, I keep flipping that. I don't know why. We'll get you there. We'll we'll help you learn, bud. I have madness in my brain. It's okay. And the other thing too to note: this only has one other printing, which is the pre-release card because this is an M19 card. Yes. So that is going for $25 US. What does the card do? 50 cents euros. All right. It is an enchantment aura for one and a blue that says enchant creature as metamorphic alteration enters the battlefield. Choose a creature. Enchanted creature is a copy of the chosen creature. Big thing to know about this card. This does not have anything specific saying it has to be creature you control or creature your opponent controls. It it can be any creature that you control. any Any creature on the field. That you're going to turn into a creature on the field. Yes. Great card. So besides that, this is also a really good card in general that people probably should just pick up anyways. Because it's a, a good, lot of fun. It's a good card. And it's card. also a lot of cool clone interactions you can have in Commander and Pioneer and Modern and Legacy and whatever you want. Nobody cares. But the thing that's moving it up in price, which I will jump in here Ooh, take from yeah. you. What do you think from what format? Pioneer. Yeah, Do you want to know, know why? Yeah. It's the uh, the Oil Dross guy. Archfiend of the Dross. Archfiend of the Dross, which is a four mana 6-6 six, six, that when it has no oil counters on it, you lose the game. At the beginning of your upkeep. At the beginning of your upkeep, which is important. So, yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, we also talked about this, I'm pretty sure, last week. I th- or I th- the th- week pro- No, last week we talked about this because this was something... The last week or the week prior? On the episode? Some, something like that. We talked yeah. about this. Because it was picking up the popularity. It was something that won It won a first place. I'm pretty sure this is last week because I remember all four yeah. of us were here. Yeah, okay. So we talked about this last week on the podcast because it was something that took a uh, win at a Pioneer event as first place because it was just a out-of-the-blue type of thing that showed up and just thwomped and got people good. Well, yeah, it's, uh, basically, I'm not even going to go over the whole thing. It, it's, it's a Pioneer deck. Check it out on MTG Stocks. Uh, the big thing, the reason why this is, is basically what you're doing is you are playing yourself in Archfiend of the Dross. You are then playing Metamorphic Alteration, where you're going to choose for your one of your opponent's creatures to become a Archfiend of the Dross with no oil counters on it. So that way, when you pass the turn and it becomes their upkeep, they lose. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. So... My question to this, is this going to fit into the uh, inverter shell that was just kind of like drained after inverter was banned? Because it's like the same, it's the same mana cost to do them both. Yeah. Like inverter's double black. The thing with uh, Thassa's Oracle is double blue. So, I mean, it kind of saves on the color there. It's like, is, are we going to see inverter shells having this as like their quote unquote splinter twin combo where they just win I the game? I don't know. I mean, your opponent needs a creature. <laughs> I mean, your that's point, the, that's the biggest thing, is your opponent does need a creature for you to give, like, you'd have to have things that give your opponents tokens if that's your goal, but the problem is, I feel like this is such a niche combo at a slower speed, just like Sahili Felidar combo, is supposed to be a Twinter-esque, Twinter, Splinter Twin-esque combo, 
but it's at a slower speed, so it's easy to interact with. It's not something you can just get them, you know. But I think the big thing where, like, the Thassa Inverter one was, was, like, you set yourself up to a certain amount of mana. You did it, had backup counterspell magic, and then got them. Yeah. And so, the I mean, thing like, is, like, you're just, this, this is all determined on your opponent having a creature. That And that's, this being that linchpin part, like, I don't think, I don't believe this is going to be uh, something that we're going to be seeing a ton of. It's about the same as that Azorius control deck I talked about for Pioneer. Yeah. It's very niche in the way it plays. But it's spicy. Oh, it's spicy. I like seeing people keep spicy. doing this stuff. So uh, we're going to move on to the next one now. Card numero dos. All right. So we have Arachnogenesis. Oh. It moved up card. 161%. Originally like a $40 card is now $78.28. Cent, okay. Market price, $39.93. Average price is $66.01. There is no foils because this is a commander card only. From nine, commander 15. fifteen. Um, also, the European average for this one is twenty five euros and twenty two cents. That's pretty good. Matt, what format is causing this to go up in price? My only guess for this one is commander. It's legacy. I'll fucking eat crow, but I'm gonna say commander. Well, it is commander. You are correct. But why is this going up in commander? We oh got... wait, let me read the card so you might have an oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. Arachnogenesis. I know. They're playing that with you. Okay. <laughs> I like fooling with you. Okay. All right. So Arachnogenesis is two and a green for an instant that says put X one green or one two green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by non-spider creatures. So this is because of that new spider that's coming out in uh, Lord of the Rings that is taking over Ish. Ishkasa. Ishkana. Ishkana. Yep. And that is, it makes spiders. Oh, dude, I can't even remember what it does. I'll I, just read you the card, okay? okay? So they talk about it in this little section. They talk about how Ishkana, Graf Widow, and also Thantis, the War Weaver that came out of the commander deck that's with Lord Windgrace. Yeah, that's the Jun spider. Yep. They, prior, like the reason why it was that $40 card originally, because of those two and like Spider Matters themes. Now, granted, they talk about also, like, this is not a card that you need to have to make a spider deck good. Right. But it's a cool card to have because it's a lot of spiders. And it's also just a good card outside of a spider deck. Too. Yeah, it does wonderful things. Spider Fog. I mean, Spider Fog is kind of cool. So, But, yes, it comes with uh, Shelob, Child of Ungalite, which is a four black green 8-8 legendary creature spider demon. So you get a six mana... <laughs> Eight eight, okay. So Just I to think, start, I think it passed the vanilla test. That I think it's pretty past that. Uh, it has death touch and ward two. It also has other spiders you control have death touch and ward two. That's a bigger. That's not Ooh. a French vanilla anymore. Nope, it's pretty fucking powerful. And also has whenever another creature dealt damage this turn by a spider you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a food artifact with pay two tap sacrifice it. You gain three life, and it loses all other card types. Point is, this is replacing Ishkana. So this, so essentially, what this does is, any creatures that a spider kills, you get a food token. That's yes. not a creature. That's not. It's just a token, a food token with all the abilities. Yes. Of whatever that was, without the power toughness. So the big thing with this whole th- whole card and why the push became huge in reality is because she gives death touch to your spiders. Yes. None of the non spiders get to deal any combat, and you just make a. Fuck ton of food tokens. Yeah. 
And if you have, as an example, if you wanted to get real crazy, you could put Shatterfang into this and get squirrels. If you want to run Academy Manufacturer, you can have treasure tokens and you can have clue tokens off of all those food tokens you get. If you want as well, you could put Finn the Fang Bear and make all those tokens just lethal poison. <laughs> On the next go around when you swing to kill, there you go. You got them. So the point is, she's really good. That's the push for the card. You got it. You're two for two so far. No Fucking. points this week. No points this week. It's just pass or fail. Okay. Because I oh. believe in success. Oh. You're on so, a pass or fail type thing. You're so sweet. You're welcome. Our third card we're going to talk about is Heaven's Gate. It had a 20% increase to $6. Oh, boy. Heaven's Gate is an uncommon from Legends. Oh, shit. Market price is oh, $4.22. Average price is $7. And the European average is six dollars or six euros and fifty-five cents. Once again, this is from Legends, which means this does not have another form printed of it at all. It's not, but is it it's res- not on the reserve okay. list, and that's the only reason why it's going up in price. Of course, I mean, not the only reason why, but like one of the main reasons why it's going up in price, of course, is because that factors into it of being never printed yet again. So, what, what, um, before you read the price of the card. What does Heaven's Gate do? I want to think about this because this is an old fucking card. I know. Let me... Okay, I'm not going to read you what it used to say. The Oracle text is different. So it reads now, one or more target creatures become white until end of turn. That's basically what it does. It changes the color of your creature. It changes the color of your creatures to a different color. Amu, do you got this in your your uh, <clears throat> eight and a half tails deck? I mean, he should probably have this in his deck. That's that's pretty good. Besides, it's only six dollars. Market price four twenty two. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's not that bad. Say I should check my legends. So it just changes everything white. It yeah, it turns one or more creatures white. That's it. That's all it does, man. I mean, you want me to read the original oracle text? It says changes the color of one or more target creatures to white until end of turn. You choose which and how many creatures are affected. Cost to tap, maintain, or use a special ability of target creature remains entirely unchanged. Wow, how far we've come for text writing. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Like, this still... I'm going to put it hands down. This still is not as bad as Transmute Artifact. I love that card a lot, but I still cannot get over... Like, if you look at Transmute Artifact's text on the card... And the oracle text of the errata change that they did, it's still confusing as fuck for most people. Like, yeah, like the the errata oracle text is like just as confusing as like the original the, text. They just got so like, to just have to you just have to explain it to people. Now, but, why is this moving up in price? Oh boy, why is this moving up in price, Matt? Why? I think you're gonna get me. I think you're gonna stop me on this one. Okay, so it's gonna be a commander or legacy thing that's causing this. Yeah. So what format? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna default to commander here. It's always a good choice to default to commander. Yeah, default to commander. Because this is actually a trick one. So you still pass because it's commander related. Commander related? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna read it because it's actually a short part for this. Okay. Here's an older uncommon from Legends. It is not on the reserve list, but also has never been it hasn't been reprinted. We look at the card's text to see what it is, blah blah. blah. I already told you what it does. You may wonder why this card is five dollars with an effect like that. The answer is pretty simple. It's old. It's from Legends. No reprints. Thus, relatively rare. Yes. Yet. Um, I know. I'm going to finish. Oh, okay. So yet, it went up a whole dollar or 20%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pocketbook. 
And while that may not have been the shocking, there may that may have been shocking in Magic Land, I thought it would be fun to briefly talk about this card first because it may have actually gone up a little bit because of upcoming Lord of the Rings set, which it does talk about that part, but also because it's fun occasionally to talk about lesser known cards. So that is where this is a trick. It's not for a format, but for the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth, we have a new Spirit Commander being printed called King of the Oathbreakers, which is the new legendary Spirit yeah. Noble, two for one and a black, three, three flying, that has a little thing of saying whenever it or another spirit you control becomes the target of a spell, it phases out. When it or another spirit you control phases in, create a tapped 1-1 one, one white spirit token with flying. When we look at the Oracle text on the new legend, we see two or three when you count flying abilities. The first one says, whenever a spirit becomes the target of a spell phases out, its last ability will give you a one-one flying spirit token when it phases back in. To leverage these abilities, you should try, uh, you know, get as many spirits as possible, do your thing with Heaven's Gate. They also talk about Touch of Darkness, which is a very similar card to the effect. <laughs> also, same boat, uh, but is a little bit cheaper. This moved up in price uh, after Phyrexia OLB won because of Venerator Rot Priest. Yep. And so this could counterplay in the same Heaven's Gate. Yep. Are they going to say that? Yep, that's what they talk about. It's oh. Heaven's Gate is the reason why, because the counterpart to it, as well, as well as in Eventide, there was a hybrid card called Cauldron Haze for one in a hybrid black-white, Okay, which has choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creature gains persist until end of turn. Once again, another thing that targets your spirits to cause them to phase out, phase back in, get more tokens. Okay. But yeah, so that's what it is. That's pretty cool. And then we're going to get on to the cheap pickups real fast here. We have, for cheap pickups, we have Overmaster, which is at 79 cents and moving up. This is from Dominaria Remastered. It's a one red sorcery. It says the next time an instant or sorcery spell you can you cast this turn can't be countered and you draw a card. Uh, it's been notified on the Pentium Premium Stock stuff that they talk about in their articles. It has hit a bottom and it's starting to uptrend. And then we have Sarah Paragon out of Dominaria United. Yes. Which is slowly moving down from $7.73, or $270.73. This is that angel that's a 3-4 for 4 mana that allows you to bring back one thing per turn with a mana value 3 or less. And then if it would leave play, the, the card you brought back from your graveyard would leave play for that permanent exile it. Uh, then we have at the very end... Renin 7, which is slowly moving down as well. Good card. And is at $8.03 right now. Uh, classic Planeswalker out of Midnight Hunt that we had. Very powerful card, I think, with the trend of standard where it's going to go to where things are at. It hasn't a home right now. But Pioneer could find a place for it too still. So Commander but, still likes that card. And I was going to say Commander does like that card. And the biggest thing about this whole thing all, overall for that Planeswalker as well if you don't have them, you should pick them up. Really powerful. Yeah. So commander or just regular stuff to play, get it. Walkers with four abilities. Who'd have thunk that they'd be good? Yeah, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Also, there's only five mana for four abilities. So even if they're not the best abilities in your opinion, they're still pretty good. Yeah, because what we had, Chandra Torch Defiance, four mana, four abilities. Chase the Mind's Culture, four mana, four abilities. So it's like five mana, four abilities. It's like, yeah. Rrr. I mean, the top end of that whole thing is like you have Garrick Apex Predator. Anyways, yeah. But you also then, at, at the very tippity top of that, you have Urza, Planeswalker. Yeah. And technically, at five mana, 
you have Nick Abola Scott Farrell because he has all Planeswalker abilities there in play. That is true. So, point is, walkers are good. Check them out. Try it out. Whatever you want to do. And now we're on to our thing about TCG Sniper. Matt, can you tell us about TCG Sniper? Yeah. TCG Sniper real quick. Yeah, really quick. TCG Sniper is a great price tracking website where you input a card or a product from TCG Player to get notified on whether you want it to get notified on moving it's if it's moving up or down in price. And when it meets that criteria, you will get an email, a Discord, or a text notification of that happening, and it'll send a link so that way you can jump in, buy the card right away uh, as soon as someone gets that. So that way, if, if a card is moving down in price, it's like, cool, I want this card to be notified me at 5 bucks instead of 10 And so it drops from 10 to 5 you pick it up, you snipe it there. Perfect. But it also... You can get notified when cards are moving up. If you have a $5 card, if you have those alteration cards and you're like, it's going to keep going up, like it's going to be the best well, deck should of Pioneer. I, should I sell my extra 20 copies of this that I have for some reason? Wait until they move up in price because that's the thing. Yes. <laughs> not financial advice. Seriously, not financial advice. Just make it a bit here. <laughs> yeah, make it a bit. But importantly, though, yeah, yeah. sell when it's you get high. No, you get, yeah, you get sell notified. Sell when it's high, buy when it's low. You get notified when that stuff moves up. Before. Uh, they do it also for... Um, Unfortunately, I think maybe we'll talk about this next week. TCG players changing up their whole sticker, what they're going to be selling here. They're going to just stick to cards. Ooh. So look out for that news coming up next week as well, yes. too. So it seems like just cards is going to be the way that you're going to be ordering. And it's not just po- it's not just magic cards. You can also do like Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. cards as well through TCG Sniper. One Piece. New One, One Piece. Piece stuff, Digimon. If you if go over a, there. If it's a card to play with, they probably sell it. If it's not, yeah. That's the idea. If you go over there, sign up, and say that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you'll get three months free of their Plus program, which gives you unlimited products to enter. Otherwise, you get 50. No, 15. F- 15, 15. You get 15 for their their, their base, which is still really good. 15 yeah, cards is enough. 15 cards, 15 products. Like, it's great. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, like, what's, what's worth, it's worth checking out for free for three months. Might as well. Yeah. We are not... Uh, we don't get any kickback from that. Just got to say that here. We don't get any kickback from uh, TCG Sniper on uh, talking about them. We just think that they're a really cool service. Go check right. them out. But I think we're at the end of the episode now, then. Yeah. Look at that. So thank you to all you legendary magic folk for make it to, making it to the end of episode 191 of This Week in MTG. Big thank you to our Patreons who support this content and help keep the lights and the mics on. And also, got to give a big thank you to JDub Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. If you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, do it's just me. It's just you. Do you got anything else you want to add to the end of this podcast? You're still a jerk. Because you're a troll. How am I a troll? Danny, shut up. You could, Danny. You could leave whenever you wanted to. Okay, you don't could've. cry. You could have. You could have waltzed out that door like "Gone from the Wind" waltzes into the hearts of all the dogs. Just stop. That's that's not the the, the movie there. No, dogs can dance in heaven. With my straw for my shake. It's going to taste chocolatey at least. Yeah, that's what you get. That's and, what you get. And with that, Magic Folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. 
Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Outlander! That's Rogue One, right?